We live, we love, we serve. We live, we love, we serve. Good. Listen, I want to just share a a word today um, found in Ephesians 3. I'm going to try to be try to be quick I don't know but Ephesians 3 you know I don't know why I say that I think it's a habit I like I just be waiting I just be waiting for Joyce to say take your time all right <laughs> Ephesians 3 in the new revised standard version I want to read I want to read version uh, verses 20 and 21 when I read the message version, I want to read 19, 20, and 21. So Ephesians 3 in the NRSV verses 20 to 21 says this. Now to him who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than all we can ask or imagine. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. And then in the message Bible adding verse 19 it says this live full lives full in the fullness of god god can do anything you know far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams he does it not by pushing us around but by working within us somebody say within us his spirit deeply and gently within us some of y'all know it this way now unto him who can do exceedingly abundantly far more than you could ever ask or imagine yeah you know that come on let's pray god we thank you we thank you oh god as this advent season comes to a close oh god we no longer talk about what is on the way We talk about what has arrived. God, thank you. Thank you, God, for you continue to lead us and guide us and navigate us sometimes in directions we would not choose, but directions that are necessary for our well-being. God, I'm so grateful that you don't ask us to find the way but you expect us to follow the way. God, thank you. Thank you for your guidance. Thank you for your comfort. Thank you for your companionship. Because God, we know you're present when we're on the mountain. But God, we thank you for being a valley companion. Oh God, for those moments where it seems bleak and challenging and just hard. You've been a companion, oh God, escorting us to a new day filled with new possibilities. God, we love you. We thank you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. I want to I read both versions again. Uh, the NRSV, Ephesians 3, 20 and 22. One, now to him who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than all we can ask or imagine. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. In the message Bible beginning in verse 19, live full lives, full in the fullness of God. God can do anything, you know. 
far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us, his spirit deeply and gently within us. Amen. Look at your neighbor, and this is simple today, and simply tell him, neighbor, I expect God, God. Y'all missed that part. Come on, turn to the other neighbor, tell him, neighbor, I expect God. Now put your hands together and give the Lord a hand clap of praise. I expect God. This is a season that we celebrate what we call the birth of Jesus. And just to be clear for those who are critical of we Christians, all of us should know, hopefully should know that December 25th is not really Jesus's birthday. It is a day that was shaped somewhere around 354 and declared by the empire that they would make December 25th the day we honor Jesus's birth in alignment with the winter solstice. And so that's how we came to this date. At the end of the day, though, it is not the date we celebrate. It is the well, not even just Jesus we celebrate, but it is God doing the unexpected. That is what we celebrate today. God doing the unexpected. I say that because sometimes we get disappointed because of our expectation. I want you to get that. Have you ever been disappointed? And in part, you may be to blame for the disappointment because you had an expectation of things being a certain way. Some, some believe that you define expectation this way. Um, strong belief that something will happen or turn out a certain way. Oh gosh, I hope you heard that little caveat. A strong belief that something will happen or turn out a certain way. Expectation. And we all have contributed to our own disappointment because of the expectations that we hold on to, expecting things to turn out a certain way. And then when they don't turn out a certain way, we get disappointed. And the issue is not that they didn't turn out a certain, a certain way. Let's flip it for a second. The, the issue is that we had a particular expectation that it would turn out a certain way. Well, I hope you can hear the difference today. That I have been disappointed in my life, frustrated in my life by certain things. But a lot of the frustration, disappointment, even anger and frustration is because I wanted things, Kathy, to turn out a particular way. And when they didn't turn out a particular way, I felt disappointed, I got angry, I got mad. And the root of it wasn't that, again, things didn't turn out a certain way. It was they didn't turn out the way I would have preferred. And therefore, when it didn't turn out the way I would have preferred, then I got disappointed. 
I read somewhere two things I read uh, uh, that were really astonishing to me because when you read it and you hear what I'm about to say, you, you kind of pause and say, like, are you sure, Pastor? Yeah. It says this, that low expectations are the key to happiness in life. That happiness in life is connected to low expectation. Like, like when you hear that, you're like, wait a minute. Well, you, I'm not supposed to have any expectation. Well, what if I tell you no? Maybe the key to happiness is having low expectations. You see, it is not that I am not blessed to be surprised by joy and surprised by people's performance or surprised by love. But sometimes I add anxiety to my own spirit because I have an expectation of what you may need to do and what you may need to look like and may, maybe how you ought to show up. And when you don't show up that way, then I get frustrated, add anxiety, frustration, raise my blood pressure unnecessarily because things did not happen happen a particular way. This could have been all thwarted if I didn't have the expectation, but just let things be. Oh man, that's, that's tough. Okay, let me give you this one. Here it is. Here's, here's another one. When you release expectations, you are free to enjoy things for what they are instead of what you think they should be. There we go. When you release expectation, you are free to experience things as they are, not the way you think they should be. And that means you begin to appropriate things for what they are, not just for what you think they should be for you. Expectation can mess you up. Expectations can, can cause you to miss when God is moving because you thought God would move a particular way. And then when God didn't move a particular way, you were stuck on the way you thought God should have moved and missed how God actually moved. Oh, man, was that too much? Let me say that again. That, 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 that when you have an expectation for God to move a particular way and God doesn't move a particular way, you get stuck at the place of your disappointment and so stuck that you miss what God was actually doing. Man, listen, you ain't got to live long in this journey to know that God is not obligated to move in the way you think God ought to move, that God is not obligated to do things the way you should do, you would like them to be done. I know in your secret, sacred moments, you would want to let God kind of run things by you first before God moves so that somehow you could then give some approval to the plan. God, I approve that message. God, I approve that moment. I know you wish you could do that, but it don't work that way for some very simple reason. I ain't going to get too heavy. Here it is. You ready? Here's what God reminds us every now and again. God has to remind us. My thoughts are not your thoughts. And my ways are not your ways. And, and so you waste time trying to get God to capitulate to your thoughts and your ways. You see, we celebrate what happened past the tea in that manger in Bethlehem. And we, we read the stories and the, the three wise men and the shepherd boys. We sing songs. But when you look at and survey who's in the little manger, ain't a lot of people who happy. It's a handful of folk in there. Three wise men, a couple of shepherds, Mary and Joseph, the little baby and a bunch of animals and it stinks. Ain't a lot of people in there. So what you don't realize is that there are a whole lot more people who one is not who are not looking in the direction of Bethlehem. Because 
They were waiting for a Messiah, but they were not looking in that direction. They had been waiting for generation upon generation for God to show up and restore Israel back to its rightful glory and power. And they were looking for God to move a particular way. Their expectation was that God would overthrow Rome, would destroy their enemies. After all, God had done it before. And they were waiting for God to do it again. Waiting for Rome to tumble. Waiting for Rome to fall. Waiting for Rome to collapse. And they were waiting for Messiah to rise in power because when you're broken and hurt, you're waiting for those who are holding you captive to be broken and hurt and so they were thinking that God would come and break and hurt those who had broken and hurt them but God's ways are not our ways God's thoughts are not our thoughts and so while they were waking waiting for Rome to be broken and hurt God decided to move in another direction and this little insignificant child this little girl and insignificant man Poor people from the Galilee. And that's where God decided to bust a move. Oh, God. Unexpected. I know you've experienced that in your life, have you not? Have you experienced those unexpected moves of God in your life? Where God showed up, not according to your ideas, mechanisms, or plans, but God just showed up in a way and in a place you were not even looking for God to show up. And then God showed up and God did that here in that manger in Bethlehem. Everybody was looking this way. God was moving over on this side with a handful of folk. They didn't know God was shaking up the world from a, a nasty, smelly barnyard. They had no idea that God was getting ready to turn the world upside down with this, this irrelevant family there in the manger. They had no clue that God's move would come, as my pastor would say, through the back door of life. Oh, God, we always look for the front door entrance of God in the opulence and the splendor. But God says, no, why are you looking at the front door for that's where the king walks in? Oh, God, I'm looking through the back door where the messiah shows up oh god and and, and 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 not just the messiah but oh my gosh the lowly poor palestinian jew that should mean a lot more in these days the lowly poor palestinian jew shows up through the back door of life where nobody is looking but the real issue here on this particular day in this particular sermon is what happens when your expectations are destroyed even when god is still moving let me introduce something different, Deacon King. I, I already talked about expectation, that, that low expectations are the key to life. But there's a difference, even though the word sounds the same. Uh, uh, expectation versus expectancy. Wait a minute. Expectancy is a state of thinking or hoping something will happen for the good. Oh, gosh, you missed that. Expectation is things working a certain way expectancy is that things will happen you didn't get that for the good okay that means that you don't put expectation on God but you approach God with expectancy oh man you see the difference there you caught that difference expectancy well well my 
my, my grandmother and all them old season saints want to put it so sophisticated like I'm putting it now, Pastor T. They weren't as theologically sophisticated or linguistically sophisticated. But you know what they said? Anyway, you bless me, Lord. I'll be satisfied. Oh, God. They, they understood that it makes no sense to tell God how to move. You got to trust that God will. Oh, God. And, 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 so, and so it doesn't matter how God shows up. Because when God shows up, the Bible put it this way. Crooked roads get straight and rough roads are made plain. God. So I have an expectancy of God. Oh man, I hope you got that today. I don't have expectation, Mark. I have expectancy. Well, what does that mean? Here it is. Let me tell you why I don't have an expectation. And then I'm going to just sit down and let you go ahead to your brunch. You see, uh, expectation is connected to my capacity to conceive it think it or imagine it oh wait a minute gosh i want you to get it y'all didn't get that because i expect a different reaction <laughs> that's what happens when you have an expectation <laughs> y'all missed that one expectation i'll say it again is connected to how i think how I conceive or how I imagine. So when I think things should be a certain way, the expectation is based on what I think or what I conceive, or you see it, or what I can imagine. That's the expectation, right? But that is not the case with God, Mieta, when we move in expectancy. You'll, you'll always be disappointed. You'll always be disappointed when you measure God's efficacy in your life connected to your ability to think it, conceive it, or imagine it. Well, I'm done, actually. You should have got this by now. This is why the right of Ephesians to me is trying to stop us from living life in disappointment. Because he says, well, now unto the one who can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ever ask think or imagine oh you got it now y'all no 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 you got it this is see if god does above what we can think ask or imagine why would we then tell god how god should show up based on what we can think ask or imagine because the truth is what you can think ask or imagine is Nothing compared to what God can think, ask, or imagine. You don't have the capacity to think about what the infinite can conceive, think, or imagine. So your posture ought to be one of expectancy. God, can I get churchy for a second? God, I don't know what you're about to do. God, I don't know how you're about to show up. God, I don't know what way you're going to show up. But I know you will show up. Oh, God. Oh, God. Look at your neighbor and tell him expectancy. 
oh God I woke up this morning expecting I made my way down here expecting why I didn't know what God would do but I knew God was about to do something in my life that I could not think ask or imagine okay 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 that is I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you I'm gonna just give you one one point I don't usually do points but I got one it ain't even a point it's a reminder good my track record is clear I make no points it's a reminder you don't realize expectation disappoints expectancy creates the environment for your breakthrough Wait. the environment you you create is shaped by expectancy that's the that's the atmosphere for God to move in your life I'm done but I want to add this the writer dropped a bomb on you though now unto God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever think ask or imagine through or according I love it to the power at work within you wait a minute God you mean that my expectancy is connected to you moving through me oh god that means that god is about to blow my mind with me oh you missed that you missed that with me god is gonna blow my own mind but with me do you understand what i'm saying with me god is about to do a new thing with me God is about to blow my mind with me. God is about to open doors with me. God is going to do. God is going to work with me. Look at yourself and say with me. With me. Because I've been waiting for God to do it without me. Oh God. But God is about to do it with me. Look at your neighbor and tell a neighbor. God is about to do something with you, in you, through you, for you. Is there anybody here today who can give God some praise? Look at your neighbor and tell them, neighbor, get your mind right. Get your heart right. Get your spirit right. Because God is about to do something through you and in you and with you and is there anybody here who can give God praise for the great things God is about to do look at your neighbor and tell a neighbor we gotta get ready for what God is about to do grab your neighbor's hand and tell a neighbor I hope you don't feel uncomfortable. I know we're still in the pandemic, but I can't praise God by myself right now. Look at your neighbor and 
tell a neighbor, are you ready? Here it goes. Now unto God, who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ever ask, think, or imagine. Therefore, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul, my mind, my mouth, my heart, cry out, hallelujah, 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 Lord. 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 One more thing. Look at your neighbor and tell a neighbor. Magnify the Lord with me for what God has already done. I dare you to shout for what God has already done. I dare you to praise for what God has already done. Give a praise. Give a glory. Give a praise. Give a glory. But wait a minute. If you can shout for what God has already done, I dare you to shout for what God is about to do. Tell your neighbor, I'm expecting God to blow my mind. Give God praise. Give him glory.
get that back. Y'all get that. Hold on. Oh. Oh, y'all want to praise God. One more time, oh! oh. oh. Come on, give God a hand clap on today. Tell your neighbor, I expect God. I expect God. Listen, right where we are right now, we get ready to get out of here. We get ready to get out of here. But right now. I expect God. I expect God. I don't know what you're dealing with today. I don't know what you've been battling through. I don't know how difficult the journey's been. I don't pretend to know. I can only speak for my journey, my struggle, my difficulty. But in the midst of everything that I can go through, I live with expectancy. God, I don't want to tell you how to do it. What you ought to do. My faith says you will do. And that's good enough for me. I don't even try to measure how God does things. Because sometimes... I'm looking at what God is doing and I'm only looking in this moment. But you see, when you have an infinite point of view, you see everything at one time, past, present, future. That's why sometimes we don't understand the move of God because we don't always understand what we came out of and what we're headed towards. But God is moving with all of that in mind in your life. This is why, God, any way you bless me, I'll be satisfied. Because sometimes today's breakthrough is for tomorrow's struggle. Any way you bless me. I know sometimes we say, God, why is this thing taking so long? Why am I in this so long? Why am I going through? But Anyway, you bless me. I'll be satisfied. God, I wish things could hasten. I wish things could speed up. I wish sometimes things could slow down. I wish, I wish it would, would work out in this case. But anyway, you bless me. I'll be satisfied. Not only any way, but anyone. You bring my way to be a blessing. Anyway, you bless me. And not just anyone or anything, but any situation. I need to experience for my building up, my strengthening, my growing. It may hurt right now. It may be uncomfortable right now. 
It may be difficult right now, but God, you see what I can't see. Therefore, anyway, you bless me. I'll be satisfied. Because God, I know you have a plan for me. For my good. For my prosperity. And anyway, you bless me. I'll be satisfied. If you're here today and you're in that space where you need strength to allow expectancy to set the atmosphere for your breakthrough. If you need that strength today, I want you to come not for strength, but watch this, to remember how strong you are. Come on, because you already got it. Because remember this, it's the power of God at work in you. That's why the Message Bible said that God is not going to push God's way in. God is just going to gently work in you, through you, with you. For you. That's what I love. Because if we're honest, sometimes our expectations is for God to stand outside of us and work for us. But that's not what the writer of Ephesians says. The writer of Ephesians says God works within us for us. That's called participatory breakthrough. God said, I'm not going to do it without you, even if it's for you. You hear that? Even if it's for you, I won't do it without you. I'm going to work this thing through you. You need to hear that today. So when you're busy looking for a knight in shining armor to show up look in the mirror if you're waiting for someone to show up here it is in the words of June Jordan you are the one you've been waiting for because God is not going to do it for you without you Come on, let's go to God. God, thank you. Thank you today. Thank you, God. Because, God, there are those moments in our lives where we forget how strong we are. And the truth is, oh God, all we have to remember is that you've been working in us. We're strong. Sometimes we allow the circumstances and the situations to beat us down to the point of amnesia. That we forget who we are and, and who you made us to be. The truth is all of us can testify, God, we wouldn't be who we are right now without you working in us and through us and with us and for us. 
So thank you, God, that as infinite as you are and as powerful as you are, you invite us along for the transformative journey to participate with you, to co-create with you. Even when what we're creating is for us. God, thank you. Thank you, God. Sometimes, oh God, we just need a little reminder of what we've already come through. A little reminder of what we've already been able to accomplish. A little reminder of the things we've already done to surprise ourselves to know that, oh God, with you, we can do it again. So today, oh God, we now shatter expectation because we want to be happy. And we live in expectancy because we want to experience our breakthrough. And so, God, we leave today with a mantra, one that the seasoned saints made. We leave here today declaring, God, as simple as it may sound, as easy as it is to say, but powerful and profound, nevertheless, any way you bless me. I'll be satisfied. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you for seeing us. Thank you for hearing us. Thank you for being with us. Thank you, God. And we say amen. 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 Come on and give the Lord a hand. Clap of praise on today. Now unto you, O God, who is able to keep us from falling and present us faultless in your presence. May you continue, O oh God, to remind us that we ought to live in relationship with you with expectancy. From now until we meet again on the other side, where the sun neither rises nor sets. Because the sun is Jesus the Christ, the light of the world. It is in your name, O oh God, we pray. And we say amen. 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 God bless. Peace. Much love. Many blessings. Have an amazing day. We live, we love, we serve.